Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the MMR Podcast. I am your host, Mac, from Mac Movie Reviews. We got another episode, another fresh content for all you lovely units. So today, on today's show, we're going to get into some film news. I'm going to go over my quarantine watch list. Uh, today's topic, we're going to do some, uh, we're going to talk about some book adaptation films, uh, films based on uh, books, if that the title wasn't already, you know, the dead giveaway itself. Then we're going to be answering some questions and introduce a new segment, which I like to call content creator spotlight or creator spotlight. So more on that near the end of the podcast. But without further ado, let's get into the news, shall we? So starting off with the film news today, uh, I guess we should probably start off with the fact that um, <laughs> we start off with the fact that we originally thought Tenet was going to be the first movie back in theaters on July 17th with its release date because Warner Brothers have said that they are dead set on releasing it in theaters for part of the theaters reopening and such. But we were wrong actually. Uh, actually, it would go to a it will go to a film called Unhidden, starring Russell Crowe. Uh, that will be the first movie back in theaters if the everything goes according to plan and theaters are chains are going to reopen in July. Unhinged, which is a thriller film, is going to be the first movie back that people will see. And it's a Star Wars Crow. And the plot is a, a psychological thriller that takes something we've all experienced, road rage, to an unpredictable and terrifying conclusion. Rachel Karen Pistorius is running late to was running late getting to work when she crosses paths with a stranger crow at a traffic light. Soon Rachel finds herself and everyone she loves the target of a man who feels invisible and is looking to make one last mark upon the world by teaching her a series of deadly lessons. What follows is a dangerous game of cat and mouse that proves you never know who you're driving next to. It was originally supposed to be released September 4th, 2020. It's being directed by Derek Borty and... They moved it to July 1st. So maybe this will be a good film to come back to the cinemas. So, you know, I'm more excited for Tenet. This seems kind of like a straight-to-DVD film, but I guess if you have a big star like Russell Crowe, you can't really have it straight-to-DVD. So that that's that won't happen. So unhinged. Let's see what um, happens. Let's see where that goes. Other news is that Black Widow is getting an earlier release date in the UK. Um, worldwide, it's supposed to come out November 6, 2020, because it was pushed back. It was supposed to be released last weekend, uh, May 3rd. Let me check. Let me see the calendar here. It's supposed to be released the weekend of May 8th, in the like that weekend. But, you know, the whole pandemic, it got pushed back. So it decided that instead of Disney said they're not going to put this on Disney Plus, they want to release this in theaters, so um, it got pushed back to November 6, 2020, but the UK, they're going to get an earlier release date, October 28th, 2020, so all you UK users, mark the calendars down for October 28th. Also, and um, 
another news is that Marvel and Marvel and uh, Batman, the Robert Pattinson Batman film directed by Matt Reeves, they are free. They are actually available, or what's the word? They're able to film, continue their filming, like in-person filming with restrictions in the UK because UK is starting to ease down their lockdown restrictions slowly. So um, there could be a chance where we can get some filming back for the Batman and a lot of the Marvel movies. So we'll see what that looks like. Other news I got is that Hamilton, all you uh, Disney, all you play uh, theater fans, uh, Hamilton movie that Disney, uh, they're recording, like the stage version of Hamilton, it's going to start streaming on Disney Plus on July 3rd. So mark your calendars for Hamilton on July 3rd. Also, um, we got Josh Trank's new movie. Capone, starring Tom Hardy as Al Capone, was released yesterday on May 12th, and uh, it's not doing good. It it really isn't. Uh, so, if you're not familiar, Josh Trank, he directed Chronicle in 2012. It was a really, really good movie. Then he got stuck with Fantastic Four. You know that story. Then uh, he kind of just, you know, it's just been a cycle of just, like, his name being attached to the Fantastic Four that he'll never live down. Luckily, he's kind of like accepted it that like, yeah, I made this crappy movie. So now he made Capone. And I remember this was supposed to be called Fonzo. And the plot of Capone is chronicling 10, chronicling 10 years into Alfonso Capone's prison sentence. It's 47-year-old American gangster. In prison, he begins suffering from dementia and becomes haunted with memories from his violent past. So it's kind of like a character piece movie, kind of like seeing how a broken, this once feared gangster is kind of like this broken down old man who's slowly dying. So, and the critics have been tearing this movie apart. People are like, this is just, I don't want to see Tom Hardy crap and vomit all over the place. And it's sitting at a 5.4 out of, out of 10 on IMDb and its Metacritic score is 47. This is, uh, it's not good. Um... Someone, the first review I see, uh, it says, can Tom Hardy just finish season two of Taboo already? This is a waste of time, of his time and talent. So I'm best of luck to Josh Trank. If you're somehow listening to this, you're more than welcome to come on the podcast and we can talk, you know, uh, but you know, gets a bad rap. It just sucks. Other news we got is that, uh, Rob Liefeld, creator of Deadpool, the Deadpool character in Marvel Comics, he said that Kevin Feige and Marvel and Disney, they're the ones who said um, he's kind of blaming them for not having Deadpool 3. And this is kind of what I worried about when Deadpool, when Fox, when Disney bought Fox. Like, people were scared that, like, a lot of the properties that were already established, that Disney was just going to be like, yeah, so that doesn't really fit our image, so we're just going to take that out. And I figured Deadpool was one of them. Like, come on. Marvel has this set. MCU is made to sell toys. You know, it's bringing in every demographic. But mostly it's the kids that, like, you know, just get the money in for the movie. So, you can't bring in... I knew they weren't going to bring in a rated R superhero like that. Although, you could... It's stupid, but, like, they could, like, try to make a PG-13. But it just would ruin the whole point. And I don't know. It's just you would either have to 
make this Marvel would just have to just say, you know what, we're just gonna either scrap Deadpool from the MCU and not do it at all, or figure out a way to just go ahead and just do a rated R MCU film and just uh, you know get it over with. So, you know, who knows if we're going to get Deadpool 3. That's it for the news. Like I said, if you have any news for me, you can send it over to uh, Mac Movie Reviews on Instagram, and I will shout you out for sending me the news, and I will report it. And uh, right now, let's get into the quarantine watch list. Okay, so uh, for my quarantine watch list, uh, recently what I've been watching, um, it's been a lot of, uh, it's, you can really call this a mixture. Uh, my most recent watch would definitely have to be The Death of Stalin on Netflix, which is a black comedy satire film on The Death of Stalin starring Steve Buscemi. Highly um, recommend you watch that film. It's very funny. It's a lot of dry comedy, and I am a history buff, so it's kind of like suits my needs. But when the comedy lands, it lands, trust me. And I recently reviewed it, and, um, like, <laughs> like I it, it, it was funny. It's just, like, go check out my review on MacWee Reviews on Instagram, and I, I give my full thoughts on it. It's more detailed. I've also, uh, other things I've watched, I've watched New Jack City, 1991 film with uh, Wesley Snipes, pretty good film. It throws back to the days of the, you know, 70s black exploitation films. Uh, another film I watched was uh, Juice, the Tupac Shakur film, and Omar Epps, directed by Ernest Dickerson, another good film. I have also watched Menace to Society, pretty good, pretty good. Cloverfield, uh, which is very controversial because you either love or hate that film. I like that film because, I don't know, something with Cloverfield is like, the first one, it'll always remain special to me, just because it feels like J.J. Abrams actually wanted to tell like a story with a genre with found footage and like I, it was good in like a, a found footage monster movie like this at the time it was just good and then the marketing was great a so every time i see cloverfield i'll watch it other movie i've watched was training day the denzel washington and ethan hawk movie that's always a classic i've also watched a lot of um another film i watched is an older movie actually. I rewatched a German movie called The Bridge. If you follow me on Instagram, I reviewed this a couple months back. It tells the like story of these uh, German teenagers back in the waiting days of World War II when the Nazis were losing the war. So they left, they were the, these teenagers who were like highly loyal to the Third Reich, they were sent to defend this bridge to keep the allies from crossing it and make sure that all the like you know the german forces were, can cross back into the town and it's just like it's a very it's black and white but it's a very emotional film and it was pretty it was really really good and um <laughs> i actually i rewatched catwoman with halle berry um it's still terrible after all these years i don't know why like I have no idea why, like, I decided to watch it. Maybe because Chris Stuckman did a hilarity of it. And I just, something clicked in my mind and said, like, you need to go back and watch this film. So, <laughs> that's what I watched. And I said a lot, and the last thing I watched was that, uh, since that they announced that Nicolas Cage was playing Joe Exotic in the Tiger King TV series, 
I had to go back and watch The Wicker Man, and I was entertained throughout. There might be a podcast when I have to just do a Wicker Man review because that movie is just there's just no words to explain of what the hell is going on and the best parts that you can just show is the beast scene um oh my god oh my god or nicholas cage in a bear suit and he just punches a woman in the face <laughs> or 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 he asks the the female lead he's like this day in his hand, how to get burned. He's like, how to get burned? How to get burned? Oh my gosh. That movie, I might have to go back and talk about. So, I don't know. Maybe Wicker Man will be a future topic. Um, so, that's my quarantine watch list. But I'm curious, what have you watched? Leave them down in the comments below. Um, let's get into the topic, shall we? Citizens of the Oasis. Like many of you, I only came here to escape. I found something much bigger than just myself. Are you willing to fight? As well, This is war. Fight. Welcome to the rebellion. Ready Player One. Experience it in IMAX, March 30th. The topic today is book adaptation films. So it's pretty much films that are based on a pre-existing work of literature. So I've been debating on how I wanted to tackle this subject. Did I want to just straight up do a straight up conversation about it or just kind of just break it up into different sections. So what I'll do is that I'm going to break it up into three sections, um, book adaptation films. How I'm going to do it is that I'm going to break it up into three tiers. The first tier I want to talk about is the S tier. Um, book adaptation films that I personally enjoyed that I think are pretty much faithful to the books that I've read or based on the people I've asked that they've read the source material that they think is good that go along with the movies. Um, the second tier is going to go along with the, it's going to go with the B tier. B tier is going to be that the book is good, but the movie itself, it's, it's in the middle. It's not bad and it's not good, but it's okay, but they still take inspirations from the book and they're still relatively faithful for it and then the last tier we're going to talk about would be just the straight up f tier the f tier would be just all around that the book is good and the movie itself is just garbage and they had no idea what they they it's nothing like the book so let's just get started with the s tier so um starting off with the s tier i guess i should probably mention my favorite film of all time uh fight club that's based on a book uh, written by Chuck Palahniuk. And it's, of course, Fight Club's directed by uh, David Fincher. It stars, you know, Edward Norton and Brad Pitt. And I love Fight Club. And I read the book for it. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's relatively faithful to the source material. They do change uh, a lot of... They do change some of it. Uh, for instance, they do change the ending of it. And they do change the uh, name of the main character. Like, for example, uh, in the book... Um, Edward Norton's character's name is Jack instead of the narrator in the his name in the film is the narrator but in the book his name is Jack so um, that's it's nothing big but it's just kind of like well you know it, it's nothing really bad it's nothing really to like frown your head upon but um, I do like it it doesn't really it does cut a lot out but they even if Fincher does take a lot of liberties when he made the film he did do a good job 
with kind of paying homage to some of the aspects on what made the book pretty good and the seek there's even a sequel book and it was pretty it was really good so or a novel because it was more of a comic book than a than a book as the first one so fight club is definitely in the s tier um the next two book series i would have to say would be uh i, I would kind of say put these in series would be the lord of the rings and harry potter um it's hard to kind of put specific movies into the, the s tier for both these series because i've read one book each from both these series being the first book from each of them and i've seen all the harry potter movies and lord of the ring movies at least once and i thoroughly enjoyed all of them my favorite harry potter movies being um prisoner of azkaban and my favorite lord of the Rings movie being the first one and i will safely say that um you know they, they're pretty faithful to the book although you know jk rowling with the harry potter series she does have a reputation for <laughs> retconning retconning a lot of her um source material but we're not going to talk about that but they did do a good job bringing the wizarding world of hogwarts to life in the big screen they did do a good job with the whole lord of the rings and um i forgot what the the uh, middle middle earth they did do a good job and the hobbit series they did a great job of that so i guess you can throw lord of the rings and harry potter's in the s tier as well another book movie another film you can throw into the s tier is gone girl which is another david fincher um directed film and it's based on a book written by i believe gillian flynn if i'm not mistaken it's a thriller movie and it's with ben affleck and i forgot the ah oh man I'm, I'm i'm blanking on the woman's name who was who starred in that movie i'm it's gonna bug me until i'm probably gonna rosamond rosamond ah. Rosamund, Rosamund Pike, Rosamund Pike and Ben Affleck, they were the two uh, leads in that movie, and it was a really good movie, uh, I didn't read the book, but from what I could tell is that people said it was very faithful to it, and the movie itself was, was very good, it did win some Academy Awards, so, you know, it does belong in the S tier, throw that in the S tier, uh, little known fact is that we can also throw Jaws, the 1975 classic summer blockbuster, which started summer blockbuster films to the S tier. Um, you know, what What else is there to say about Jaws? It's pretty much made people afraid to go in the ocean. It made people scared of sharks. Spielberg took a pre-existing book about Jaws and he made it a film. Like, not that many people know that Jaws is based on the book. I didn't know that until, like, uh, I got to high school and I... Did a book report and I saw that Jaws was a book. I was like, "What? I, I never knew that." I read it. I was like, "It's pretty good, pretty good." Uh, then the birds. That's another one you can throw into the S tier. Uh, it was written. It was by Hitchcock. Took a already pre, uh, pre-existing novella uh, written by Daphne. If I can look her name up, the birds book. Oh, Daphne Du Maurier. Um, she published it in 1952. I didn't read the book, but I have heard that it is pretty faithful to what Hitchcock showed on screen. So that's uh, another one you can throw in the S tier. Um, let me see. The Color Purple, definitely one you can throw in the S tier. Uh, let's see. There's so many. It's just hard because there's so many like movies that like actually are good. You can make an argument for it to go into the S tier and such. Um and I guess I'll throw one more in before we move into the B tier, um, just to keep it quick and concise. Um, oh, The Shining, 
or all Stephen, or we can say all Stephen King's books. Well, actually, not all of it because let's just say a selection of his movie films that are a selection of his books that have been translated to the big screen. Example: Misery, Shawshank Redemption, the It Chapter One specifically, the one in 2017. Um, the Mist was a good one. Gerald's Game that was released in 2017, directed by uh, Mike Mike Flanagan. That was a good one, uh, but. He's had a lot of stinkers that like um, the Dark Tower uh, sell, but a lot of his, a lot of Stephen King's adaptations they can belong in yes tier. Specifically, Misery, Shawshank Redemption, the nineteen seventy six Carrie, It Chapter One in twenty seventeen. Then we can throw in Shawshank Redemption and everything, and oh, the Green Mile too. So that's it for the S tier, and I guess we can move on to the B tier, which I said it's just okay films that come from you know that they're okay but they still at least pay homage to the books so my first pick for the b tier it would definitely have to be diver and Whippy kid all four movies or actually no the first three movies because i want to put the fourth movie in the f tier when you get to it so hold off on the fourth movie so the first three movies diver and Whippy kid diver and Whippy kid roger rules and then diver and Whippy kid uh, dog days because the diver and Whippy kid series that was pretty much my childhood. I love reading every single one of those books. I still collect those books to this day. I think the last book I bought was Diver Movie Kid. I think Hard Luck, I think. I don't know. I, I, I know what I bought every single one of the books and I would just rent them out from the library. And they're, they're just fun. And seeing them go into the big screen, they actually did a pretty good job being faithful to the movie or faithful to the source materials of the book it was pretty good and it was just like it was fun to watch and it was like it didn't take it didn't take itself seriously and it was just like it's pretty much you were watching shot for shot what you were seeing in the book on screen and it was awesome and they pretty much the actors they got to play the greg hefley his family and rowley they look generally you can pretty much side by side with all the characters in the book they really looked like the their counterparts and it looked it was really good. And they took, you know, three of the best-selling books, uh, the first book, then the Roger Rules, the third the second book in the series, and then the fourth book in the series, Dog Days, and uh they made them into three really good movies and Dog Days should have been it, but we'll get to that when that's in the freaking fourth movies in the F tier, but that's why I did first three Diamond Movie Kid movies are in the B tier. Another movie I want to throw into the B tier is just uh, the young adult novels, specifically the Twilight series the Twilight film series and then the Hunger Games because uh, and the Divergent and everything because um, with all of them and Maze Runner too uh, don't forget about Maze Runner with all the young adult movies is that they follow a simple formula once you've seen one you kind of seen all of them and it's easy to just crap on them but give it a chance I say because at first you would be like oh this is trash but like I I've seen at least I've seen Hunger Games I saw the first Divergent. I've seen Maze Runner Scorch Trials. And I've even seen the first uh, Twilight movie. I can say that I've enjoyed all of them. I like. I can't believe I say that even the Twilight all these years later. But the Twilight, it wasn't bad. It's not good, but it's just, it's okay. And then Hunger Games, I thoroughly enjoyed. And the source materials for all those. Uh, Twilight, it's not that bad. Uh, Divergent. It's entertaining. Uh, Maze Runner is actually really good. I got that from my friend Wesley back in high school. He he lent me it and he lent me it and I read it and I was like, oh wow, this is actually really good. And um, Hunger Games, it's entertain. That's a 
that's a good read itself. So I can just put all the young adult novels into that Zub genre, that Zoll Shep genre, the B tier, because usually those are sometimes the first one of the movies in the series, in that film series or book series, you're going to enjoy at least one, you're going to enjoy at least one of those films. And the other ones you just won't care about. But at least you can say, yeah, one of these I enjoyed. And I guess the last book I want to, or like last film based on the book. I keep saying books. <laughs> the last book I want to put into the B tier that was like, okay, that paid respect to the book. Would have to be uh, Ready Player One. Um, it, that was the intro for the um, subject, the transition. Uh, Ready Player One kind of got mixed reviews when it came out in 2018. It was directed by Spielberg. And it was based on, you know, the book of the same name about uh this kid who went into this this world they have this video game that they go into it's kind of like an escape it's called the oasis and i'll tell you what the movie the movie has amazing visuals the visuals in the movie is out are outstanding but everything else you really don't care about because you just want to be in the oasis like the real world stuff the real world stuff you're just like i don't really care i just want to go back into the oasis but like when the book, I read the book, and I'm just like, you know, the, the book is really better. That's like the one of the only times you can, well, that's part of the times you can say that the book did a lot of stuff better than the movie. And I, I can just say Spielberg may have dropped the ball on this one with, um, um what's we call it, with uh, Ready Player One. But the writer of Ready Player One said he's writing a sequel, so maybe we'll get a sequel for Ready Player One. I don't know if people want to... People seem to like this movie, so maybe it will. It didn't make a lot of money, so maybe it'll get a sequel. Who never knows. So now we're gonna move on to the F tier. F tier is just absolute trash. Uh, you know the book can go either way, but the movie is just pure trash. I mentioned Diver Movie Kid before. I like to me and a lot of rational other people like to just think that it ended with one, two, and three, but nope, they decided in 2018 we're gonna make a fourth film, and it was the long haul. And they recasted everybody because, of course, everyone, especially the main kids who played Greg Heffley and a lot of, like, Roderick and Rowley, they were older. You can't cast them. They were in college by now. And it was just a disaster. I reviewed it. That was, like, one of my first reviews in, like, the summer of 2018, and I hated it. And if you're a fan of that movie, kid, like, the original three films, this film is terrible. And, like, The Long Haul, it's a good book because I've read every single Diver Movie Kid book. But, like... The Long Haul is a really, really bad movie, and, like, it's it's really bad, and I just, I don't know who would like that film. It's, like, it's a family movie, but I don't think anyone really cared. It's just, it's just fart and poop jokes. That's that's all it is, and it's just wacky hijinks that try, it, it feels like a soulish, a soulless cash grab movie trying to bank on the name recognition, like, hey, you people like Diver Whippy Kid, right? Look, we're making another movie. It's going to be a reboot film, and it, it doesn't work. So that belongs in the F tier. Another film series. This is the, all three films. Uh, not even a series, a trilogy. This film trilogy that's going into the F tier is the Fifty Shades of Grey film. Yeah, I hate the Fifty Shades of Grey film. It's infamous because these, these films are terrible. Starting from 2015 and ending in 2018, we were bombarded with just absolute... just manure a horse manure of just this was this i'm not kidding when i'm saying that the writer of the books this was she wrote this on her blackberry or i forgot what apple was but i think it was a she wrote this on her blackberry this is twilight fan fiction there's a reason why twilight's in the b tier and 50 shades of gray is in the f tier 50 shades of gray is 50 shades of crap 
it's terrible. It's like, I don't know. You really don't, in the movie, it's like, they, okay. It's like, imagine rated R in the selling point. You want selling point to be the sex, and the sex is absolutely boring. That's what Fifty Shades of Grey is. And I can say out of all three movies, the third one's probably the most entertaining because it just turns into an absolute action thriller movie at the near the last 30 minutes. But like the build up for like the last three movies, watching these two characters you don't care about, who do not have who have the absolute worst chemistry, the most toxic relationship you can possibly imagine, it's just terrible. And you wonder like who's this movie for? So Fifty Shades of Grey, the trilogy you belong to be the F tier, and I'm I'm never reading the books in my life, and I don't want to. But I know that people said that, yeah, this is BS. This is not bad. Another one that belongs to the F tier is The Snowman. This uh, Snowman was released three years ago, and it starred uh, Michael Fassbender. And uh, I know this one had problems because this was originally supposed to be directed by Martin Scorsese, but he took an executive producer role. And <laughs> it's funny, they filmed it and they forgot to shoot about 10 to 15% of the movie. So then to cover that up, they had they just tried to edit it. That failed miserably. So they got a jumbled mess of uh, trash. And the snowman is really bad. It is very bad. Uh, it's, I wouldn't, would I, mm, this is Michael Fassbender. I would say this is his worst role. Uh, second worst would be Assassin's Creed, definitely. But this is, this takes the case. This was Val Kilmer's return. Like this is like he even had a role in this, and it was surprising to see him in a movie all these years. I know he's dealing with. I think he has a form of. I think he has some form of cancer, and it was just rare to see him in a movie. But his lines are dubbed, and I know people fans of the book was just like, "What? What the hell is this? This this is just BS." And the Snowman was like, it was panned critically, and people said critics did not like this movie. This came out like three years ago. In 2017, and I know that, yeah, nobody liked this film at all. Um, and I think one more movie, I guess we can put in the F tier. And it might be a controversial one, maybe. It would have to be the lesser... I wouldn't say it's controversial, actually. Maybe it's kind of like the bad... I didn't want to put any of the comic book movies on there, but I guess we can say the bad adaptations of comic book movies... So, like, the Electras, the Daredevils, the Catwomans, the four Fantastic Four movies, um, the Captain America of the 90s, the Howard Ducks. Because, you know, I wouldn't say, people would be like, well, you know, comic book movies aren't books. Well, they're graphic novels, and that can be a form of books, you know, that's a form of literature. But I guess you can say that we can make an exception. It's the po- It's my podcast. We can do whatever we want. So, yeah, we'll put... The bad comic book adaptations of Catwoman, Elektra, the Captain America movie in the 90s, the four Fantastic War movies we've had, Daredevil, Elektra, and Howard the Duck. We'll put all those in there to wrap this list up. So, um, I'm curious, what movies What movies based on books are do you like? What would you have put in the S tier what would you put in the B tier? And what would you put in the F tier? Tell me down in the comments below. So, uh, without further ado, let's uh, just get to the questions, shall we? He's like many of us, mired in the routine of upward mobility. But all that is about to change. With an unexpected trip to a place called Cleveland. A romance with a girl named Beverly. He's my boyfriend! 
adventure beyond the imagination of the average duck. The duck's a lunatic! George Lucas presents Howard the Duck, a Willard Hike film of Gloria Katz production. Rated PG. Now at select theaters, check newspapers. So, before we get into the questions, I kind of wanted to introduce a new segment to the show. Kind of like a content creator spotlight. So, um, what it is, is kind of like different content creators, whether they be on Instagram, YouTube, or Twitter, or Facebook. Kind of like I've been watching and I deserve a nice little shout out on here. You should probably, if you like film, TV, entertainment, or just general laughs, uh, you should probably go check them out. So, uh, I want to give some shout outs to first of all I want to give a shout out to my um co-host that my fellow co-host j fellow co former co-host jay rid cinema uh he's starting his youtube channel back up link will be in the description below um former co uh guests on here last podcast miss phil mingo aka christian celiberto she might be back on here soon uh flicks talk he's a good um if you like reviews, he also has a YouTube channel. You should go check him out. He also does review on Instagram. Link in the description below. Also, a YouTuber that I've been checking out recently. He's actually been very... He's actually really funny, actually, that I've been watching. His name is Prim Hood, Prim's Hood Cinema. He does, like, reviews of Hood movies, and they are the funniest things I've ever watched. You give him a watch. And last uh, person I want to shout out is... I don't know if I'm around, but NPAX... NPAX is he does like he's the end he does animated YouTube videos and um, he like he does kind of like quick summary versions of you movies and TV shows and they're hilarious so give all those people um, just give them a view you won't regret it and all of their links will be in the description below so let's get into the questions like I said if you have a question for me leave them down in the comments below with the first start off with the word question or if you see me on Instagram or follow me on Instagram if you see I post something on my story says question for the podcast you can always respond to that so first question comes from let's see first question comes from Pat Mig Patty Mig he asks what are you missing the most during lock what are you missing the most now during lockdown well freaking obviously the movie theaters I want to go back so bad, so badly. The last movie I saw in movies was the last movie I saw in the theaters was The Invisible Man back in February. That was like three months ago, and it's just it feels like a lifetime ago. And now that they're saying movie theaters are free to are starting to reopen slowly again, and I'm gonna be looking for the first opportunity to go. Probably let the first wave go in, and I'll go soon. And then maybe I'll try to go to the drive-ins this summer. But I'm missing the movie theaters a lot. Definitely, that's definitely what I'm missing. Uh, then T Bruno eighty seven. He asks if you can have any movie get a remake with any actors. What would it be? No restrictions. That's interesting because I've always thought about that. Um, like I've always thought about movies about like remakes because usually remakes and stuff that they don't really do a good job about like having the best reputation. There's only a few of them that have good things about reputation. So. Uh, like few remakes that have a good reputation, so this may sound a little bit weird. I wouldn't mind them remaking Mars Attacks, and here's what we would do: I want there to be a Mars Attacks, just but make it even crazier. I want them Tim Burton can come back, but we get Johnny Depp, Helena Bonham Carter, um, Tony Collette, but like the president 
make him Mel Gibson and just like let's just see where it goes okay please let's just let me have this it sounds weird but like I, I would just love to see it or you know but one movie I know we shouldn't touch is American Psycho that and Back to the Future so don't touch those movies uh, let me see there's one more question too from our old pal sjock1103 he asks who is my favorite actor um, that is a question that I've been asked a lot and it's hard to say because, you know, I, it's like, if that's asking me like, who is my favorite puppy or my favorite cat? It's like, there's no definitive answer, but I used to say maybe like a Brad Pitt or like a Chris Evans, Edward Norton, but, uh, as a guy gotten older, I can definitely say it's Robert De Niro. I'm a big fan of Raging Bull taxi driver um you know all of like just i just love robert de niro nero definitely my favorite actor of all time so yeah he's my favorite actor actress that's another story i would have to say it's maybe charlie Theron, my favorite actress too but actor it's de niro all the way so that's gonna do it for this week's podcast i want to thank you all for tuning in uh this may be a shorter one well it's just me now so you know so tune in next episode where we might do a Scooby-Doo retrospective and I might have a returning special guest. So stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, I will see you all when I see you all. Peace. Peace.